Your show will go live in five seconds. Four, three, two, one. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the broadcast. Ah, yes, I know. You're waiting for that all-important opening. I'll tell you what. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to give it to you in just a second. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to give it to you kind of in just a second today. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to give it to you kind of in just a second today. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to give it to you kind of. And that takes care of the doubling effect. And now we go into the uh... all right let's get this party started shall we welcome to Firefox News Online the world's number one internet radio and internet video broadcast the rules apply no personal attacks threats or hate speech will be tolerated in the chat room at any time if you commit to these acts you will be removed from the chat room, and your chat will be deleted. Also, if we're using a phone line, the same rules apply. This is a roundtable discussion broadcast, so please, no cross-talking during the broadcast. And finally, the use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, education, and news reporting. Firefox News Online Productions and the News Division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. The views and opinions that will be expressed in this broadcast are that of myself and those who join me, and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or this broadcasting service. And now, it's time for Firefox News Online. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, 
with liberty and justice for all. And now, America, it is time for Talking Points. The views and opinions expressed in Talking Points are that of the host and the host alone, and do not reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service. Good evening and welcome to Firefox News Online. I'm George Sinzer. Thank you for tuning in. It is now time, as you just heard, for Talking Points. Well, a company that does business with the name that shall not be mentioned, George Soros seems to be lying through its teeth about its connection to Dominion voting machines. Now, why would they do that, I wonder? Why would they lie? It's simple, because they support Biden, they support Democrats, they support cheating the American people out of a proper and legal and legally done election. Now, I will say this for them. I give them credit. They tried, (laughs) and they screwed up royal. So here's what I I see happening in this election. Uh, Okay, Pennsylvania, this Judge Brand, by the way. Let me get to that real fast because I want this understood. Judge Matthew William Brand uh, dismissed the case with prejudice, but the Pennsylvania case is not dead yet. Because the Trump campaign attorneys are vigilant and they are going to, guess what? Yes, they're going to do something really fun. Apparently, they're going to appeal the Pennsylvania voter fraud case. Because there are some on the left who are cheering and and happy as can be because The evil orange man bad got beaten in Pennsylvania. Never underestimate the appeals process. Okay? Don't underestimate it because if you do, you're asking for trouble. Because you're going to end up with ulcer medication as a result of doing that. Okay? Now, here's the other uh, item that I was starting with. And that's the name that shall not be mentioned. George Soros apparently is linked to an election software company that lied about ties with Dominion voting machines. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say I didn't tell you so, but I told you so. Sooner or later, George Soros is going to come into this, and believe me, he did. The other media outlets will not tell you about this, but apparently One America News Network did tell us about it, and dun, dun, dun... It's fact, not fiction, unlike what the Democrats would have you believe, which is pure fiction, not fact. Now, I know this is kind of hard to accept for Democrats. I know it's difficult to believe that there's still a chance that President Trump could get this election victory, that he could easily become re-elected Uh, And then there's the media. Fix News, MSLSD, and Confused News Network still call him the president-elect. You know, Joe Biden, he is not officially the president-elect until the Electoral College says so. 
And what will you do, Democrats, if all of a sudden, all of a sudden, those electoral college votes go to Trump and he wins? What are you going to do then? Are you going to cry in your coffee? Well, I'm sure you will. I know Nancy Pelosi will be crying in her uh, martinis, but, you know, what are you going to do? Whatever you happen to be drinking at the time, you'll be boohooing in your, in your booze or your, or your lattes or whatever the hell you enjoy. So my best advice is don't count Trump out yet. There is still a lot against the Democrats right now. They've tried everything. And now stealing an election? Well... That seemed to make sense to them at the time. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, though. Unfortunately, uh, what you're doing and what you're thinking, well, that could be your undoing. So think about that. Think about that and also think about how very badly it's going to look for the Democratic Party as a whole. Because there's so many things that don't add up in this election. There's really a lot not adding up. So the way I see it is this. With the House GOP gaining more seats, 2022 is going to be a cakewalk for the GOP. Yeah, the GOP is going to take over the House, keep the Senate. In fact, they may pick up more seats in the Senate in 2022. I hope they kick that sorry-ass Schumer out of the building, you know, I mean, seriously, Feinstein needs to go. So I hope they both get beat if it's their turn to be uh, running for re-election in 2022. We'll have to see. Time will tell. But as far as Dominion software, uh, Dominion voting machines, I mean, and the election software company, that lied about their ties to Dominion voting machines, and the fact that George Soros, you know, the name that shall not be mentioned, but we just mentioned it out loud here because we can and we will. Well, guess what? I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but, you know, something has to be done with this old geezer. He needs to have his citizenship stripped. I mean, he's got dual citizenship, both in Hungary and this country. And if he's... Be, you know, linked to all this, and it's found out that this company committed voter fraud, election fraud. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> he deserves to get kicked the fuck out of America, but good. And believe me, he should. Hashtag FFNOP. Hashtag FFNOP. Use that hashtag to trend this broadcast all over the globe. On Parler, MeWe, Gab, and all other social media platforms. And with that having been said, it is now time, as always, for the rest of the story. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard me mention Parler, MeWe, and Gab. Those are the three social media sites that Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Networks are using to put the word out about this broadcast. Now, we are still on Facebook. We'll be there for as long as we can until Facebook either shuts us down or we get tired of being there any longer. So, there you go. All right, folks. 
Let's get this party started. All right. <laughs> it's a little tricky doing it this way, but it works. For those of you listening on uh, <clears throat> Blog Talk Radio, uh, or do listen on the Blog Talk Radio uh, uh, side of this, this broadcast will be uploaded to the server with everything intact, opening and all, tomorrow morning. Unfortunately, because of issues for some reason with the clip computer, uh, I have to do the broad. I have to do everything from the broadcast computer, with the exception of regular uh, spoken uh, clips. Uh, anything with a musical background, something goes kind of screwball and just doesn't want to work right. I haven't figured. I haven't been able to figure out the cause, and if I have to switch computers uh, again, I will. But I really hope I don't. <laughs> have to because it's a pain in the ass. Uh, it really is. Although, we'll see. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. And uh, stuff. And uh, stuff. Now, now, it would be nice if you saw... Those of you watching on the video side, saw me face. I'm a here. I'm a ready. Although I'm not so sure about raring to go. <laughs> All right. Uh, by the way, for those of you who heard like an echo or reverb or whatever it was during the talking points, sorry about that. I I forgot that I that when I did it through I put the talking points through the Mixler app. And when I did that, I should have muted. I should have turned off the, the monitor. Because when I, turn off, when I turn the monitor on, it tends to, well, you know, unfortunately that, you know, live and learn. But hey, if you understood every word, that's 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 gravy on the goose. So, and if you didn't, let me know now, and I'll 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 play the talking points again, only this time without the reverb. <laughs> I'm hoping I don't have to do that. Hopefully you heard every word and we're able to hear it uh, fairly decently. Anyway, let me, uh, oh, for goodness sakes, I, I, I didn't go to my, I didn't open the studio switchboard for the callers. Shame on me. Uh, it's Monday night. What are you going to do? And, uh, oh, a, a, a major announcement for this broadcast. Thanksgiving night, I will be off the air. I am taking that night off. Uh, dead serious. I am taking that night off. Uh, the reason for that is because, well, 
uh, you know, stuff happens. But no, it's Thanksgiving, and I, I'm going to be sitting back with a Thanksgiving dinner, and God help me, because yikes. But any who's it's. I've got Mike from Louisiana and Gunslinger on the line with me. Um, what I will do with the talking points, gentlemen, is I will put it out there one more time because I want you to hear what was said. Well, I'll just Reader's Digest this for you. Okay. Uh, simply put, uh, George Soros, a George Soros-linked uh, election software company, lied through its teeth about having ties to Dominion voting machines. And during my talking points, at one point I, I stated that they need to yank his citizenship, throw him the fuck out, let Hungary deal with him. He still has legal citizenship in Hungary, so let him... Goodbye. See you later. Fuck off. And also, I mentioned in my talking points, Pennsylvania, the judge uh, throughout the the judge dismissed the case with prejudice. And the the judge uh, Matthew William Brand is a Republican, but he was appointed by Obama, which make which unfortunately means he's a rhino a Republican in name only. And he basically torpedoed, at least at the time, the case. But the Trump campaign is going to appeal. So it ain't over yet. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Howdy, howdy, George. Oh, you... (laughs) I don't believe I did that. Now wait a minute. I'm locked out of my chat room again. Oh. Uh-oh. Oh boy. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. All right. Let me back in. Thank you. <laughs> um Hi. How, what, where? Nah, I'm just, I'm just thinking about a, I'm just thinking about a song, you know. I hear you knocking, but you can't come in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I know that song all too well. I hear you knocking, but you can't come in. (laughs) I heard that, (laughs) listen, I heard that when I was married, okay? I'm standing outside the bedroom door and I'm going, and and I'm sitting there going... Honey, I need to get my get my uniform for work. Do you mind? And of course, the song that because she was she was dead to the world asleep at the time, and I'm sitting there going, "Honey, yo, open the door, babe." And then of of course that song. By the way, I had the radio on playing an oldie station, 
and the song that came on was that song. And I'm like, you had to say play that one, didn't you? You just had to play that one. I hear you knocking, but you can't come in. Oh, God. What a disaster. <laughs> All right. Well, check this out, guys. Uh, first, I'm going to yawn. God, I hate this. I can't stop yawning all day long. It's been like this. No matter how many times I lay down, I get up and I'm yawning my head off. If anybody can figure out what causes that, feel free to let me know. Comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. <laughs> I mean, this is getting pretty fucking ridiculous. Comical, but ridiculous all at the same time. All right, so like I was saying, guys, uh, George Soros linked... Try again, George. George Soros linked election software company lies about ties with Dominion voting machines. So here's the way the story goes. A manufacturer of electronic voting systems tied to billionaire George Soros has reportedly been caught lying about its connection to Dominion voting systems According to a Sunday report, foreign-owned Smartmatic licensed voting technology from the controversial company Smartmatic once owned Sequoia Voting Systems, but divested from its U.S. holdings following a 2007 court ruling with Dominion purchasing the company in 2010. While Smartmatic has denied any continued ties, a recently resurfaced 2015 interview with Chairman Mark Malik Brown shows this was far from the truth. Smartmatic continued to license Dominion technology. Brown has sat on the boards of several Soros organizations. The fact is, yes, a part of our technology is licensed from Dominion. But you tell me a large technology company isn't, which isn't using in part licenses from other companies, stated the chairman, and we have a license for the international use of that particular piece of the technology that we employ. Okay. It's unclear whether Smartmatic maintains any financial interest in Sequoia's U.S. holdings. So, it would seem Soros has his hand in the cookie jar, guys. How about it there, Gunslinger? What do you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that anything new? I mean, is that anything new? You know, these people have got their sticky little fingers and all this shit. No matter what it is. Okay, they got their sticky little fingers in it. You know they do because you know how George Soros, Soros, whatever you want to call it, fucking fuck. Soros. Okay, he is, he is Soros. He is so anti-American, it's not even funny. Why is he even hanging around in this country? I don't know. Like you said, hungry don't want his fucking ass. I wouldn't want his ass anyway. Okay. Uh, he's he's completely against what this country stands for. 
Okay. Uh, trying to under, undermine the elections and all kinds of buying shit and supplying Antifa and BLM and all that bullshit with, you know, shields and all kinds of stuff. Okay. That shows right there. He needs to be kicked out of the country. He needs to, his citizenship should be ripped apart, tore up, put in the garbage can. A paper shredder would probably be better. And uh, deported immediately. A lot of these people need to be deported immediately. Uh, AOC, uh, Frankenstein, <laughs> Sleepy Joe and Camel Toe. <laughs> okay. I mean, the list goes on and on and on of people that need to be ripped their, their citizenship out and thrown out of this country. Because they're they're completely against it. They're completely against for what what the entire country stands for. And you see by their mm-hmm. actions, you t- you tell me you, you can't fucking tell me that I'm wrong. You see by their actions. You know, it's like the old saying goes, uh, you know, a picture's worth a thousand words. Okay, so look at what they've done. Look at the pictures. Look at the picture that they've drawn. Okay, does that does that look American to you? Go ahead. <clears throat> No, of course it doesn't. Mike, you started to say something. Uh, just be mindful. Of yeah, the fact yeah, that I... yeah, yeah. I, I was. Uh, I started to say something. I said, "Oh, I'll, I'll let gun go on," you know. And but that's he's right. Not only do they need to be kicked out, but the problem with Soros is he's got so much money. The first thing that should happen with him is they should freeze his. They should freeze his assets. All right. You know, and then, and I understand. I, I heard this a while back, but I, I understand that Hungary don't want him anymore. I, I think they took away his Hungarian citizenship. I think, if I'm not mistaken. So, if they don't want him, and America doesn't want now, granted, that could be a country that might want him. I don't know what country would, but. There's probably probably one, all right. But he needs to be out of this country, and America needs to needs to find ways to stop him from doing business here either. And not only that, but even if he does get kicked out, his his sons and his daughters and stuff are guess what American citizens. All right. They were born here. I believe I believe they were born here, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't know what you could do with them, but definitely you could get George Soros out of the country. Well if if, if 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 his daughters were legitimate were actually born in America, there's nothing that can be done. Okay, they're that, that would they right. were they're they're na- they're natural they were they were naturally born in this country if if that's the case. That means that they have right. legal citizenship and so forth, and I know I'm right because I'm telling you, I'm telling you what the based on the Constitution. Now it's 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 right. one thing to uh, you know to to sit there and be the be the the head honcho of a of a multi billion dollar company or organization or whatever the fuck the case is, but George Soros uh, has been has been interfering in our elections. For decades, and I'm sorry, the man needs to go. It's just that simple. And if it's and if it's found out that he is tied to these these systems, and these systems have 
it, it done some pretty nasty illegal shit. Well, guess what? Throwing him the fuck out of him, out of this country and tell him, okay, we're yanking your, your American citizenship rather than throw you in prison because of your age. But you need to, to exit the country. You will, you're not being granted a... Uh, uh, you're not being granted a visa, green card, nothing. Goodbye. And the only place that he would have citizenship then is Hungary, and Hungary doesn't want him either. So he'd end up going to Hungary, and guess what? They'd probably throw his ass out, tell him go somewhere else. You're not you you you're not wanted here either, and yank his citizenship over there. So think about that. Right, and this is look. This is the same guy that collapsed the British pound. All right, that's an evil guy. He he brought down the British pound. All right, you know by uh, from what I understand, that's what he did, and that's that's bad. That at the time that was bad from Britain, you know, mm-hmm. and and and. And and the, the the guy's just a flat out evil guy, you know. Well, he he's he sides with the liberals. He sides with the Democrats. In fact, his money has has been he's been funneling money into the Democratic campaigns of dozens upon dozens of Democrats for years. Look at Hillary Clinton in 2016. He put money into her campaign, not directly, but he put it there. Yeah, look at the donation. I, 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 I you know what? I believe he did donate to the to the uh, to the Clinton Foundation. Yeah, I, I, did, I think he did it through the various organizations. So yeah, and and look, here's the deal. You you looking at all these secretaries of state that don't wanna that wanna rush to certify. Guess what? There was a program, guess who started it? Called the Secretaries of State program. Guess who started that? What? George Soros. Oh. Yep. that's that's these guys that are rushing to, you know, uh, certify these elections and stuff. Guess what? Guess who got them into their offices? Or Soros. Soros is is like you said, he's a a bad dude. I mean, let's face the reality. Um, No ifs, ands, or buts. And before I forget, and, and I'm and I'm 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 such a bad broadcaster. I forgot to say howdy to to Cherokee Rose. I boo booed. <laughs> I did a. I'm a bad boy. My cheesy Costello impression, Our- folks. Yeah, I, I am sorry, Cherokee Rose. I normally uh, in, say howdy do to you, and I and I I booed, I screwed up, I did, I I I I am so sorry. 
I hope you can find it in your heart to forgive me. Mm-hmm. For those of you listening on the radio side, I'm sitting here putting on a pouty face because <laughs> I goofed. <laughs> well, apparently she's very, she's she's very forgiving. She's laughing out loud while saying hello to me. So uh, I guess I'm not I'm not in the doghouse after all. What a relief! <laughs> I, I know, folks. I can get downright silly. I can get downright goofy. Gorsh, goofy. You don't work for Disney. Hmm. <laughs> Good point. Uh, moving right along. I have to come over to the clip computer because I have a clip here I want you guys to hear. Tucker Carlson said the following. Other countries understand that they don't use electronic voting because they know it undermines confidence in democracy. A system cannot function if no one trusts the vote. And that's true here, too, as we're finding out. Going forward, we need to find out exactly what happened in this month's presidential election. We need to find out no matter how long it takes the investigation to unfold or how much it costs. And once we get answers from that investigation, we ought to revert immediately. Other countries understand it. They don't use electronic voting because they know it undermines confidence in democracy. A system cannot function if no one trusts the vote. And that's true here, too, as we're finding out. Going forward, we need to find out exactly what happened in this month's presidential election. We need to find out no matter how long it takes the investigation to unfold or how much it costs. And once we get answers from that investigation, we ought to revert immediately to the traditional system of voting, the one that served our democracy for hundreds of years. What we're doing now is not working. That's an understatement. As of tonight, the state of New York still hasn't managed to count the votes in five House races, thanks to mail-in voting. That's a disaster. Let's stop pretending that it's not. But at the same time, we shouldn't let our focus on voting machines distract us from all that happened earlier this month. The 2020 presidential election was not fair. No honest person would claim that it was fair. On many levels, the system was rigged against one candidate and in favor of another. And it was rigged in ways that were not hidden from view. We all saw it happen. The media openly colluded with the Democratic nominees. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris refused to explain what they would do if they were elected. That's never happened before in any presidential election in American history but the media allowed them to do it. Okay, can y'all hear me okay? I can hear you, yeah. Good. Okay. Just making sure I'm on the handheld. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Well, I'm on the handheld microphone. That's why I ask. Um, so, Tucker Carlson raised some, raised some interesting points. He really did. And made some valuable points at that. Hard to believe he still works for uh, Fox News. Since they went to the dark side... I didn't think he'd last long over there. Apparently, he's still there. All right, so based on what you heard, what do you say, guys? 
Mike, starting with you. What can What can you say, George? I mean, everything he said there was right. I mean, if I mean, look, the Democrats have a history of rigging elections, and I mean, and it's not just presidential elections; it's rigging, uh, you know, rigging their uh, their elections for their, you know. For their nominations, you know, look at what happened to Bernie Sanders. That thing was rigged for, of course, her highness or her hidiness. Okay, the smartest woman in the world. Ha ha ha. But yeah, they have a habit of doing this shit. You know, and 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 they will continue if. And this is why they cannot. That's this is why we have to keep. This is why Trump has to keep fighting this thing, because uh, we cannot allow them to keep doing this. They flat out trying to steal the election, and uh, you know. And here's the deal: this whole system, this whole, and we'll. I guess we can get into this, but this whole system, this whole machine system with the machine, the, the voting machines and the programming, this is, this reeks of the CIA. This reeks of something the CIA would send into other countries to, you know, get uh, people more amenable in those countries elected. All right. Yeah, that, that, that's 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 something that would happen in other places. But the CIA, we know all too well, cannot operate in the United States. They're not permitted by 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 definition. If they're caught, if they're ever caught by operating in this country, their ass would be grass, and we the people would be the lawnmower. But when 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 have Democrats? ever followed rules i'm talking about an agency not a particular political party right but but think about this who 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 is the who is a former cia agent cia chief mr brennan right he's a yeah, big so Democrat, you know he's a former he's a, cia chief that's what i'm saying but uh, a lot of this crap started with him, you know. A lot of this crap. With, yeah, it started with the, when when he spied on with, with the spying on the camp on the Trump campaign. That's right. That's right. Started but, with this was a that was a CIA deal, CIA operation. Yeah, yeah. It tilted down to the FBI because you know, uh, you know. If it was true, which it wasn't, but if it had been true, uh, it would, would have definitely warranted a an investigation by the FBI, and they used the FBI. The FBI allowed themselves to be used, but they used the FBI, you know. But that's 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 another issue altogether. This this whole thing is a CIA. Uh, I don't want to say it is a CIA, but it's, like I said, it reeks of a CIA type of operation. Now, granted, you're right. They're not by law 
by definition, supposed to be operating on American soil. That's the F that's the purview of the FBI. Yeah, the you purview know? of the FBI and but, the U.S. Marshals. Yeah, yeah U.S. Marshals, yes. And, you know, and that's the thing. But when have these, when have you been able to stop these people from redefining things? You know, they, that's, that's what they, the libs tend to redefine things. Oh, Oh, by definition, uh, the FBI, uh, the CIA cannot, you know, operate on American soil. Well, we're gonna just tweak it a little bit here and a little bit there, and now they can, you know. That's how that's how these people, that's how the libs work, you know. That's how these progressives work, you know. They they tweak definitions here and there until. Whatever that definition is, it it's something totally different, you know. Oh, binary, non-binary. Uh, the definite. What's the definition of marriage? You know, what's this? What's that? You know, that definition. This yeah, but, definition. But understand something. We're not talking about. Many. We're not talking about about uh, sexual orientation stuff, okay? Because that's that, no, no, that, no. That, that, that's that's like trying to compare apples and oranges, okay? It just doesn't it doesn't fit no, no, the, no. doesn't I'm, fit I'm, the model. Right. I'm just making I'm just making an example of what they did with the definitions of what these things were. Mm. You know, for thousands of years the definition was of of a marriage was between a man and a woman, right? Last time I one checked man it was and one woman, right? Right. So, but it's been, that's what I'm saying. The definition has been changed and that's what it's been changed to. We know what it's been changed to, right? I mean, it can be a marriage can be between a man and a goat now. At time. Oh, I wouldn't I'm go being that facetious far. with this. Right. I'm being facetious with this, but. Oh, I know, you, know you are. I know you are. Knowing the lips, you know. You know, knowing the lives, that's where that's where it's going with it. You know, I mean, that's where they would go with it. But that's that's neither the definition of what they what these defi- what these agencies are supposed to be doing, right, or not doing. That's what I'm talking about. The Democrats or the libs changing is these definitions of what these things are. You know, I mean, the definition of law enforcement is law enforcement. Or should be law enforcement. The definition of a spy agency is you're looking at other countries and you're looking at trying to get information about what they're doing in clandestine ways, right? You're not supposed to be looking at a particular American citizen and trying to get information on him to or or her to stop them from getting elected president. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. Just like you're not supposed to be messing around in, uh, in elections, in American elections, you know? But that's, that's basically what's happened here, you know? The Democrats have found a way to mess around and make 
elections are illegitimate. You know, back to you, Torch. Gunslinger? Well, that's a that's a that's a broad subject there. Um, you got to be, you must have been asleep at the switch in school if you don't think that these fucking other agencies, the other other government agencies, can do what they fucking want to. Okay, they can. They don't have to be <clears throat> official. Okay, you think they're going to say, "Well, I'm here under an f- official capacity. I'm just here observing." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure, you're still there. Okay, you may not be official, but you're still there. Okay, so that I mean, you got to be a, you got to be, you got to be a, a, just got off the goddamn elevator fucking trip to believe that you know they they don't do this shit because they do. You know that. Okay, if they wore angel hats all the time, I'd say fuck no, you're fucking crazy. I mean, you goddamn, you got to be kidding me. But they don't. Okay, we're looking at it right now. We're looking, we're seeing the fucking hypocrisy and the criminality of what they're fucking doing right now. Okay, well we won, we won the election fair and square. Oh really? Oh you was, oh you was, uh, we was just sitting there observing. Yeah, mm, sure. Uh, yeah, well it ain't over yet. Thank God. Okay, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, Trevor Carlson, he's right. I mean, you know, how can you argue with the guy? I mean, he brings up true and distinct facts. You know, these people are crooked. They're evil, just like, you know, Sleepy Joe and Camel Toe. Okay, perfect match made in hell. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I'll put it to you this way. I don't put anything past the Democrats. I really don't. I never have. And I never will. It's 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 basically you know we're seeing what we're seeing in the, with this election cycle, the likes of which we you know we shouldn't be we should not have seen at all. We shouldn't have seen this. This is the kind of stuff that makes that, that, that turns people off from voting. Okay, but. Look at look at the reality. Republicans picked up more a few more seats in the House this time around. Now, come twenty twenty two, it is like it is very likely. In fact, it's it, it's almost it's almost a shoe in that they'll pick up even more seats and take over the House. And uh, by the way, joining us uh, via the Mixler side of the of the broadcast is Southern Sense Talk Radio. Our good friend Ann is in the in the house. Good to see you, dear. It's been a long time. We missed you. I hope all is well. And uh, for those of you who are not aware, um, on the following. Uh, video platforms where this broadcast is seen you can tune in to our broadcast via the video platforms but if you want to be able to chat there too uh, you can go to twitch you can go to d live or to periscope and of course your uh, your comments will be seen there as well but if you're in the mixler chat room 
you're in a good spot too. So just want to make everybody aware because I haven't used the blog talk radio chat room in a very long time. Uh, I don't like their chat room, nothing personal, but their chat room doesn't, you know, I don't, you don't, the host does not have the kind of uh, ability that I have on Mixler uh, where I can uh, kick people to the curb if necessary. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's just that simple. Be that as it may. Oh. So, let me um, let me go to another item here, which I think you'll find very curious. Now, check this out, everybody. Dan Bongino uh, put out the following on his uh, on his page. Elected DNC member floats re-education camps for Trump supporters. <laughs> really? Okay. Well, good for good for the dumb good for the dummycrats. Now check this out. The following tweet from a regional director of the DNC in California stopped me in my tracks yesterday. Earlier this week, David Atkins, uh, by the way, this was posted uh, three days ago, just so you're aware. Uh, David Atkins, a self-described elected DNC member, asked this stunning question. No, seriously. How do you deprogram 75 million people? Where do you start? Fox? Facebook? Then he proceeded to point people in what he sees as the right direction. Atkins wrote, We have to start thinking in terms of post-World War II Germany or Japan, or the failures of reconstruction in the South. Uh, he had obviously given this subject some serious thought because he followed up with several more tweets. This is not your standard partisan policy disagreement. This is a conspiracy theory-fueled belligerent death cult against reality and basic decency. The only actual policy debates of note are happening within the Dem coalition between left and center-left. I know conservatives are upset by some of the responses here, and yeah, many are out of line. But what do you expect people to do in self-preservation? The right has been running four years of, excuse the language, ladies and gentlemen, but you know we, we do drop the F-bomb, and, and, and this is what he said, fuck your feelings. My conspiracy theories are valid opinions. And we have more guns. You can't run on a Civil War footing, hopped up on conspiracy theories, hating everyone who lives in cities, mainlining Fox, Breitbart, QAnon, threatening to kidnap governors and shoot protesters without people trying to figure out how to reverse the brainwashing. 
And no, of course, I'm not advocating re-education camps or anything like that. The point is that conservative infotainment is disinformation propaganda indistinguishable from cult programming and social media algorithms enable it. Now, Atkins' musings fly in the face of former Vice President Joe Biden's call for unity delivered shortly after the media declared him the new president-elect. Biden told Americans, I pledge to be a president who seeks not to divide, but to unify. Now let's give each other a chance. It's time to put away the harsh rhetoric, lower the temperature, see each other again, listen to each other again. This is the time to heal in America. Biden's words, as lovely as they were, belie the reality that liberals have no intention of of unifying with Trump's supporters. Honest debate and compromise are not part of their plan. Their objective is to eliminate dissent one way or another. I realize that Atkins' ideas sound radical and alarming, and they certainly are. But the truth is that most liberals' thinking is more closely aligned with Atkins than the lofty ideals Biden expressed in his acceptance speech. Liberals do not seek unity with conservatives. They want us to abandon our principles and embrace their worldviews. They want to control us. I assure you that the left has one goal, above all else. They want power, as much as possible, and they will do whatever is necessary to maintain it for as long as possible. All right, guys. So what do you think of that one? Let me start with you, Gunn. Well, you you, you can... (laughs) It's pretty simple that these, these dumb folks, they, I don't know. We need to start inventing new words. These people are so hypocritical, okay? It makes hypocritical seem easy. I mean, you know, they they say one thing in your face, but yet they over here doing something else and vice versa, okay? I put a picture in the FFNO earlier today. Just proves these fucking how hypocrites these fucking people really are. It's pretty simple. Uh, all these people, you know, all these left wing Democrats, oh, they want this green new deal and all this green, green, green. Like my plant sitting here by my desk here, green. But this picture shows a electric car plugged into a charging station. Guess what's right behind the charging station? A fucking diesel generator. <laughs> And for you Don mechanical people out there, generators of diesel takes diesel, you know, that that fuel. So you see how hypocritical they are? Oh, use the use the use the, the, the green new energy. But yet it's being derived from what we're at right now. So how hypocritical is that? And these people are just like that, is what you said, okay? And they're not getting any better, are they? <coughs> I don't think they are. 
Well, Mike, what do you say? Well, I mean, think about it. I mean, yeah, it's dangerous. They 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 want to talk about well, hypocrite. Yeah, hypocrites. They they're talking about the green being green, and they're flying in private jets, riding in Humvees and 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 and, and you know and SUVs and limousines and crap. And some of these people have three and four and five houses, you know, and not just normal house, not just you know. A two thousand square foot house. No, they have mansions. Two, three, four mansions. You know, they made millions. Oh, they're they're for the they're they're against the millionaire and billion millionaires and billionaires. And what are they? They're billionaires, millionaires. You know. So that's hypocrite. That's being a definite hypocrite. And again, this guy is talking about oh Joe Biden. Oh, I want to make nicey, nicey, nice, and then his underlings are people that are. Uh, the article says he's he's a self-proclaimed Democratic uh, Party member or whatever. George, that's what the article said. This guy. George, uh, hang on a second here. I got to go back to that story. I. Uh... What was it you were you were looking for? Okay, uh, the article said he's a self-proclaimed Democratic operative or yeah. whatever. David Atkins, a self-described elected DNC member. Okay, so if he's self-described, now granted, I don't know, they don't, and they don't give you the office or whatever that he's elected to, so... They leave. They conveniently leave that out of the story. If he's, if he's, I mean, they say he's self-proclaimed and all that stuff. But generally, if they're even that, even then, they might very well give you that office or whatever office he's uh, he's claiming to be from. Anyway, but uh, yeah, this guy re-education camps. Hmm. I want to see somebody trying trying come in court. George Sinzeroff, who's who has his rifle to a uh, who has his rifle, you know, to some re-education camp. All right, that, that's not going to happen. Just like somebody trying to come and get the gunslinger when the gunslinger has his three fifty seven Magnum on his hip to put him into a re-education camp. That that's not going to happen, you know, and. I would assume that a lot of people, when they try to come and get them, if they try to come and get them, you know, it's not going to happen, you know, the way he thinks it's going to happen. Oh, it might happen after uh, after the guy, whomever it is, X, Y, or Z, George Sender or whatever, may take a couple of these people with him, you know, but it's not going to happen easily. That's my only point. Back to you, George. Well, there, there's there's a fine line of contention uh, for me when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to retaliatory actions. Uh, yeah, if somebody were stupid enough to come at me, uh, say you know, 
come through my front door to try and do something, you know, I make no qualms about it. You will not like what you see when you come through that door. And what you see when you come through my door is something that you don't want to be meeting at all. Because at the end of the day, I will defend my home. I will defend myself. And that is all I need to say on that. Now, for those of you who who were uh, uh, wondering what Gunslinger was talking about with the uh, with the electric car with the electric charging station, uh, let me show you exactly what he was talking about here, folks. For those of you watching on the video platforms, uh, this is the charging station in question. But if you look right behind it, there is a diesel a, a diesel generator. Now. Whether that diesel generator is actually operating the system or it's a backup in case the power fails, and I think that more likely because I've seen charging stations. I, when, I, when I used to travel over to Kingston, New York to visit a friend of mine, I've seen electric charging stations, and they did not have the diesel generator behind them. They were just – they were just – charging stations tied into to the main power tied into main power now if this is tied if this has a uh, uh, a generator on the back of it my get my 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 best uh, and of course this goes in line with a lot of places that have generators like this uh, these these generators are used as an emergency backup power in case the main in the case regular electricity uh, should should go down like just like with the hospitals they have their own their own generators should should the electricity go out you know we have a blackout so that that's what i i think that's really for not necessarily to power this the system itself well let me clarify something here real fast since i since I've worked on these things, generators and shit, my career as a master electrician and shit, you don't put in a generator that size, okay, on one little bitty recharging station. The the cost is prohibited. That little that little baby right there you're looking at, that thing probably costs about forty five thousand dollars, brand new, especially to diesel. That's just a generator. You uh. Where's the where's the where's the fuel coming from? You, it, it's not you don't have like pipes running throughout the neighborhood like you do with natural gas. You have to buy a tank. You have to have it buried. Okay, there's another twenty thousand dollars right there. Okay, by the time it's said and done, permits and all that shit. Okay, so you're probably talking sixty seventy thousand dollars for one charging plus the cost of the charging station. Okay. It's cost prohibited. You're not going to do it. Okay. I mean, yeah, hospital, sure. Okay, duh. You got to have backup systems and generating systems for them. Um, uh, uh, grocery stores, because they have hundreds of thousands of dollars in frozen food and perishables and, you know, that kind of stuff that needs, if the power goes out, needs a backup generator. Nursing homes, like a, like a, like a hospital, they have to have backup systems but a charging station i mean no sorry uh -uh. this 
this is not no backup. I mean, besides, you don't need, I mean, that little bitty charging station for that big-ass generator. Shit, I'd like to have that big damn generator to run two or three houses. So it it's, 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 doesn't make sense. It only proves that even, even if it is, we'll say hypothetically speaking, it might be, the hypocrisy is still there regardless, okay? They're, they're wanting to use these electric vehicles, but yet their, their power that to charge these electric vehicles are coming from a fucking diesel generator. And that goes for you go up to a regular charge station. You said you've seen those charge stations, okay? Guess what? They're hooked into the grid. Guess what? Them big-ass fucking generating facilities and stations there are just blowing all kinds of shit up into the air. You know, whether it's coal, whether it's nuclear, well, that's, you know, yeah, but, but still dangerous. Gunslinger, the, the charging stations yeah. that I saw, like, you know, similar to the one in that picture, okay, the difference being there is no uh, diesel generator attached to them. Right, they're hooked to, right, they're hooked to the, they're hooked to the grid. Yeah, they're hooked to the system. Yeah, I know. I've hooked up. I have hooked up for electric. Well, yeah, I did back back over here in Arlington, Texas. We did a job at the Arlington Post Office. They were going to use these electric uh, mail vehicles, you know, to run for the mail routes and everything. And my dad got the contract out there. I went out. I, don't know, I was helping out, helping him out there, and we actually installed charging uh, stations for electric postal vehicles. Okay. 480 volt, three phases. We we installed about, but well, we didn't install them. We hooked them up. Uh, I think it was about eight or ten of them jokers. And them back then, ooh man, they, they were expensive back then. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's yeah, those are those. What you're talking about is on the grid, yes. But this one here, somebody getting making a lot of money if it is true. <laughs> no doubt about that. I wouldn't be fucking doing it. <laughs> Well, basically, the way I see it is, you know, and this and this is just me, uh, based on what I've seen and 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 what I and what I can basically uh, deduce from having seen uh, this this one, and of course the one that I saw in Kingston, uh, because if if that were the case, if they if then every single charging station would have a diesel would it would be hooked up to diesel generators uh they're not in some areas they may be some areas they they may not be uh but what i've but but from what i've seen and it's just going with these bloodshot baby blues of mine uh if, if it's not hooked up to a diesel generator then it's hooked up like you said to the power grid now my my best guess is that this this system may be hooked up to a diesel generator, but it's also tied it's tied into to the main power grid, and I suspect that this generator is a backup. Should the power should the the black should a blackout occur, where the power is down, they're gonna they would it's you would need something like that, for these electric charging stations. And notice if you if you looked at that picture carefully, there you can charge two vehicles on one charging station. Okay. So that's a that's another huge draw on the power grid to charge these vehicles, right? I've never been that big of a fan of electric cars. I'm sorry, because you can't they they, they don't go as far as say a car that runs on unleaded gas or even diesel or a diesel engine for that matter running on diesel fuel. 
you have to stop after so many hours and recharge. And that can be a big problem for getting around. A very big problem. Uh, when I was in transitional housing, before I moved into my first apartment, uh, which I was in for seven years, uh, when I was at that uh, transitional housing complex, a fully electric car came into the place. You didn't hear it at all. It was so whisper quiet. I turned, I went right to the owner of the car and I said, how far can you get on a full charge? He says, well, I can go from here to Yonkers, New York, and I would have to recharge again. Now, mind you, the the place that I was staying in is in is in a is in is in the town of Poughkeepsie, in Dutchess County. All right, there, uh, Anne. You have yourself a good one, hon. It was really great seeing you here tonight. I hope you'll come back more often. I'd love to have you. And of course, you're always welcome to call in if you if you want to join in. So um, do come back when you whenever possible. The door is always open to you. But what this guy told me, based on a full charge, now, mind you, this would be to go from where he lives, which is the city of Poughkeepsie, which is not far from the town of Poughkeepsie, to go from there, get on the highway, travel down the highway and go from his house to Yonkers, New York, which is south of, of, of the town of the city of Poughkeepsie. He would then have to get off, find a charging station because they're not easy to find. They don't make them easy to find. He would then have to find a charging station, hope that there's a, that, that, that it's available because many of these are only single-use charging stations. There are very few dual charging stations where you can charge two cars at a time. And insult to injury, if he can't, he would have to wait until a, a car gets taken off the charger, move into position, and then plug in. And he could be sitting there waiting, he said, anywhere from half an hour to two hours. And he would have to shut the car off so that the so that whatever power he has would be left on the on the on the batteries just to pull into that charging spot. So these electric cars don't I'm sorry, they, they they're just not economically sound. Because it adds because what he said was having an, a fully electric car adds time to your travel. Because you have to stop at some point to reach to charge up again, and it's like, okay, so for you to go from here to say New York City, into the heart of Manhattan, you would have to stop at Yonkers, charge up, and if you had to wait for a charger, wait anywhere from one to two hours, sometimes longer. He said, and then once you get pulled into a charging station, 
plug in, charge up, and that can take some time. And then you have to, once you're fully charged, disconnect and then move on. He said at the, the, he went to Manhattan on one trip for business. And what he found out was, and I, I really couldn't believe my ears when he said this, it took him four and a half hours just to go from his house into the heart of Manhattan. And then he had to charge up again by trying to find a charging station down there. And they don't have very many down in Manhattan. Very, very few. They're, they're, not really, they're not really designed for long-distance traveling. I mean, come on, it's a battery, for God's sake. Batteries go dead. Okay, I don't care how sophisticated mm-hmm. batteries are today. They're going to go dead eventually, okay? That what, they, what the original concept was the, for the electric car was just around, if you live in a neighborhood, and, and say your wife is a homemaker or whatever, and she goes to the store or down to the post office or go gets her hair done in town, Within five miles of your house, okay? Sure, electric car is great, okay? You could go back and forth or run the kids to the, to the school, you know, six blocks down the road or something like that, okay? That's perfect. But when you're go- what you said, when you're going long distance, no way. Nah, nope. They're, they're totally impractical. Nope. They're really that impractical for long distance travel. And and that's one thing that, that 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 these Democrats did not put into or factor into the equation. In fact, they don't even tell you that at all. That's what's amazing. That's what's so ironic about this, because who was it that touted the electric car the most? Obama. And when Obumbanger kept touting the electric car, he never once mentioned that you would have to recharge multiple times for long trips which can double or triple your travel time so yeah they may be nice for short distance trips in town and stuff like that but they suck for long travel You know, what are you going to do? The Democrats want everybody to go green, solar, and all this other shit. And remember what Biden said he was going to do. He was going to end fracking, which means our our energy independence goes right the fuck out the window. Which means we'll be de- we would be dependent on OPEC again, and if that happens, watch the prices soar. Yep. All right. Now I said earlier that in my talking points, which unfortunately many of you did not hear correctly or could not hear properly. Um, but I'm going to, when I go to upload to blog talk radio, 
I will make sure that the talking points is cleaned up so this way people hear uh, talking points uh, better. So if need be, and you know, you can use the link found on any one of the three uh, in social media platforms, MeWe or Parler or even Facebook. And uh, I put the links to each. Uh, each one, MeWe, it's MeWe, Gab, and Facebook. We'll find the links to the broadcast, especially for tonight. So come tomorrow, the uh, the Blog Talk Radio uh, audio will be will be uploaded proper. Uh, in the interim, we're using Blog Talk Radio's uh, dedicated phone line uh, to. Of course, get people you know, so people can call in and so forth. But tomorrow morning, a nice clean copy of tonight's broadcast will be uploaded onto Blog Talk Radio. Okay, so that I just want everyone to be aware of that. When you tune in to this broadcast, uh, whether it's on the video platforms or on Mixler, uh, you will hear the opening nice and clean the talking points nice and clean hopefully better tomorrow night now that I know I can I have to do certain things uh, and so forth uh, so this way you get a nice clean copy on those but blog talk radio will be uploaded the following morning uh, due to the audio improprieties that seem to be happening hey it's live broadcasting. What can you do? It's because the clip computer, for some reason, isn't transmitting the music proper, and it doesn't go over well. Some of you, if you listen to last Thursday's broadcast, you'll understand what I mean. But I can fix it for Blog Talk Radio, at least. <laughs> All right. Now, having said that, and of course, that's a bit of a long-winded statement, but necessary. Trump campaign appeals Pennsylvania voter fraud case. Now, a friend of mine on Facebook pointed out something, and I, I will, I will go to that uh, to that. By the way, before I go to the story that's in front of me, and as if I can get Facebook to open up here. Thank you. I clicked on the damn thing, and it wouldn't open. I had to click on it second time. Grr. All right. So let me. Uh... Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Slowly we load. <laughs> kind of reminds me of that old Abner Costello bit. Slowly I turn, step by step. Inch by inch, and oh God, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> you get the idea, folks. All right. Now, if I can just find his comments here, there we go. All right, my friend Dave, who is uh, a dual citizen of both Canada and Pittsburgh, PA, or thereabouts, said the following: "This is what Judge Brand." stated in, in his uh, decision 
or his ruling in the Pennsylvania case. In other words, plaintiffs ask this court to disenfranchise almost 7 million voters. This court has been unable to find any case in which a plaintiff has sought such a drastic remedy in the contest of an election in terms of the sheer volume of votes asked to be invalidated. One might expect that when seeking such a starting a startling outcome, a plaintiff would come formidably armed with compelling legal arguments and factual proof of rampant corruption, such that this court would have no option but to regrettably grant the proposed injunct injunctive relief despite the impact it would have on such a large group of citizens. That has not happened. Instead, this court has been presented with strained legal arguments without merit and speculative accusations. Un unpled in the operative complaint and unsupported by evidence. In the United States of America, this cannot justify the disenfranchisement of a single voter, let alone all the voters of its sixth most populated state. Our people, laws, and institutions demand more. At bottom, plaintiffs have failed to meet their burden to state a claim upon which relief may be granted. Therefore, I grant defendants' motions and dismiss plaintiffs' actions with prejudice. Let me point something out here. And this is something that, that most people may not know. When a judge states in their ruling, dismissed with prejudice, well, there's a problem there, folks. They're saying with prejudice. In other words, they are siding with the defendants in the case. They can't come right out and say that. So in their ruling, such as Judge Matthew William Brand stated, he, he, he made several remarks in regards to evidentiary uh, presentation. Uh, and so forth. Now, he said that uh, in regards to a plaintiff would come formidably armed with compelling legal arguments and factual proof of rampant corruption, such that this court would have no option but to regrettably grant the pro, pro the yeah, tongue tied the proposed injunctive relief despite the impact it would have on such a large group of citizens. Now in there he says regrettably grant. There's nothing it's nothing to be it's nothing there's nothing to regret in there. Okay? Also when you are presented with affidavits sworn affidavits from people who witnessed 
countless, and I mean countless, attempts at election fraud, such as barring the windows with poster board so that the Republican poll watchers can't look in. Barring them from entering the building even after a court ordered them entry. Blocking doors with a tractor so that they can't get in. And then the, un the most unkindest cut of all, when a Pennsylvania sheriff decided he wasn't going to enforce this court order, and told the Republicans, don't call again. How much more evidence of election <laughs> fraud does this judge need? Now, granted, I, as I said, he's a Republican, but I'm sorry, he's also a rhino. Republican in name only. He was appointed by Barack Obama, and that should tell you more than enough right there. Okay. Well, now here's one thing you might be here's one thing you might be you might be leaving out. Listen to this for a second. On the same judge, okay? He he dismissed it. He dismissed it with prejudice, right? So that means that you can you have the right to appeal, okay? All right. You in this country we've got an, an appeals process, okay? If you don't get what you want here, you appeal it up to the next court. He he just said. I agree with you, President Trump, but I can't make that decision because I'm a lower court, a lower court. So I'm going to dismiss, dismiss it with prejudice. Now that gives you the opportunity to open it up to take it up all the way to the Supreme Court. Trump's legal team's got a plan, and that's his plan. Sure, these little fucking little courts down here, yeah, they don't mean shit. All of them can dismiss them. It doesn't matter. What that opens up now is, hey. I'm going to the Supreme Court. You see, and that's the that's the lead, that's the legal process in this country. You got to go down here at the low at the bottom of the totem pole first, and then if they rule against you, well, they're they're opening up a doorway to the Supreme Court. It's, it's, it makes logical sense. Think about it. What do you think? <laughs> well, the link I just put in the chat room uh, alludes to the very thing that that I was about to bring up after I read what the judge said, which is the fact that the Trump campaign is appealing this decision. Okay. There you go. And again, this came out approximately uh, three hours ago, Pacific time, which would be only about 30 minutes ago give or take a day, or a second. President Trump's campaign is quickly moving up their case against potential voter fraud in Pennsylvania. On Sunday, the campaign's legal team, which is headed by attorney Rudy Giuliani, submitted an appeal to the Third Circuit Court of Appeals. The move came less than a day after Pennsylvania District Judge Matthew Brand dismissed the case. Giuliani and his team 
have been working tirelessly to bring forth evidence of more than 600,000 illegally cast ballots. The reason for the application, and the reason to keep all these things together, is precisely to avoid what the Democrats did in this election, which is to misuse the absentee ballot process and the mail-in ballot process in order to cheat, stated the Trump attorney. District Judge Matthew Brand ruled that the Trump campaign didn't have enough evidence to overturn the election results. However, both President Trump and his legal team said they were not allowed to produce witnesses or evidence to the court. Oh! See, now more is being revealed. They were not permitted to present witnesses or evidence. So this judge did did a rhino maneuver. Well, 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 isn't that interesting? Here's more. The campaign there's there's more. Hold on. I'll get to everybody. I'll get to y'all in just a second. Let me finish these last three paragraphs. The campaign stated they had 50 witnesses ready to testify who claimed to have seen election officials disobey a law guaranteeing independent review of the ballots. This pattern repeats itself in a number of states, almost exactly the same pattern, which to any experienced investigator, prosecutor, would suggest that there was a plan from a centralized place to execute these various acts of voter fraud. This is what Giuliani explained. Although disagreeing with the opinion, Giuliani commended Bran for making a swift decision. He pointed out it expedites the case to the Supreme Court. The attorney said he hopes the appellate court will rule quickly. The campaign is optimistic their case will make its way to the nation's highest court. Hmm. So, it goes, it goes from the district court, uh, where Judge Matthew Bran dismissed the case, it now gets moved up to the third Circuit Court of Appeals. I think that's what it said here. Hang on a second. Let me make sure I read it right. I do not want to miscue on this. Yep. An appeal submitted. They submitted an appeal to the Third Circuit Court of Appeals. Hmm. Curiouser and curiouser. All right. Now, Mike... Talk to me. Okay. First on, on this Miles Brand guy, the judge. Matthew Brand? Okay. He talked about him. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Matthew Brand. I'm uh, Matthew Brand. You got to understand, we talk about progressives here, and we talked about progressives before, but here's the deal. Where was the first place? Who who was the first progressive to achieve uh, office, high uh, to achieve high office? It was a guy by the name of Teddy Roosevelt. 
Teddy Roosevelt was what? He was a Republican. So there are progressives both in the Republican Party and in the Democratic Party. So that's the judge. Now, look, he didn't want to hear. He wasn't going to hear those uh, those those affidavits, even though it would have been well within his right to hear those guys. All right. I mean, he could have heard them. Now it would have, uh, you know, it would have. I mean, to me, corruption. The the guy the guy's a corrupt judge. Not that not that he's a progressive. He's just a corrupt judge. Because with presages and not even hearing these affidavits, these people with these affidavits, that's corruption. And that's corruption at a pretty decent level, you know. Back to you, George. Well, again, as uh, Giuliani pointed out, uh, the judge... uh, The, the legal Trump's legal team said they were not allowed to produce witnesses or evidence to the court. Which tells me this judge made up his mind before they even got in the courtroom. This judge made up his mind before they hit the courtroom. And that, I'm sorry, is also very much in que- puts the, the whole his whole ruling in question. But now it's going to the Third Circuit Court of Appeals, and I'm glad to see that it's doing that 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 they are taking it that far, and if necessary, it will go to the Supreme Court if. The Third Circuit Court of Appeals says no go. That's only if they they don't rule in Trump's favor. Now there, in the Third Circuit, they will be able to present their evidence. They'll be able to present their witnesses. Which means... Judge Brand's decision, though rushed to judgment, already predetermined judgment, would be looked at as just that, a rush to judgment. Gun? Well, like I said, he didn't want the fucking case. That's why he said he dismissed it with prejudice. Okay, it's it's called a hot potato. He don't want that on his on his record. Okay, trust me, he don't want that decision on his record. Okay, so what's the best thing to do if you're faced with a major decision like that? Okay, uh, well, you know, uh, in the interest of the court and in the interest of law, um, I'm going to dismiss, but with prejudice. That means, again, what I said a while ago, it opens the door up for them to take it up to the next level, the next level, the next level, and then to the Supreme Court. It's a brilliant fucking strategy, okay? 
That's why it's called a hot potato. I knew it in my legal case up there when I right. was well, County well, up here. But but gunslinger, saying, before it can go to the Supreme case. Court, it has to go through the Court of Appeals. That's what I'm saying. That's where you said okay. that they could present their evidence and all that stuff. Great. Okay, absolutely. And there's there's no way that they could deny it. And if they did, appeals again, I bet you it, it's going to wind up in the Supreme Court. You just wait. You mark my, mark my word. It's going to wind up in the Supreme Court. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's going to if, – if, if, now that's if. If it doesn't stop at the Third Circuit Court of Appeals. If the Third Circuit Court of Appeals – rules in Trump's favor, then it doesn't need to be moved up to the Supreme Court unless the Democrats are stupid enough to move it to the next to the highest court in the land, which they don't want because they know that if it goes there, dun, dun, da, dun, da, 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 they're DOA because... The rule of law will prevail, and they won't like that. You know how they always, they're always famously saying with Trump, no one is above the law. Well, guess what, Democrats? Neither are you. So it's it's it, it's a catch twenty two, it really is, uh, in this situation. Because what what they're doing, the Democrats, is they're actually putting uh, putting they're putting themselves in a position to be uh, to be burned in twenty twenty two. Because the American people are going to look at that and go, uh, no, the Democrats have had their say, have had their say long enough, and that would put Miss Fancy Nancy behind the eight ball. Because while the Democrats want her to be the Speaker of the House again, starting in January, she'd only last about two years, and then out the door she goes. Uh, from the speakership, that is. Well, Minneapolis. Uh, I say, George, just to tell you the truth, uh, she's probably going to be an ineffectual because they lost because the the majority is much smaller now. Okay, she's going to probably be an ineffectual speaker of the house anyway. All right, yeah, they'll, they'll try and do all this. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, Trump win. They're going to try and get him out of there. Okay, whatever impeachment, whatever shit they're going to throw up against him again. But it's going to be ineffectual because it would be ineffectual because of the. So it's so closely divided. The house is so closely divided now. You know, she's not going to be able to pull the strings to to get everybody to vote to get the big majority to vote for that crap again. 
So even though she even though she's a gonna be might very well be the speaker of the house, if nobody steps up to challenge her, which they did which they didn't, she is there. But she's going to be ineffectual because of the closeness of the numbers of, yeah, the, the Republicans are still in the minority, but it's a much closer number. George, back to you. Well, the, the, the whole problem is because the, the, the mainstream media at large makes it sound like, like Biden's officially the, president-elect and all this shit, that's what they're banking on because their propaganda arms say he's a, officially he's the president-elect when that determination comes from the Electoral College. And here's something to consider, too. The Electoral College may not go in favor of Joe Biden. They may They may decide to go with Trump. And there wouldn't be a damn thing that the, that the Democrats could do about it at all. And that's something that most people don't even realize. The Electoral College could make that deter- that decision come December 14th. And if that happens, the Democrats are going to be pulling their hair out by the roots. And I'm sure people are looking at Joe Biden as being the dumbest ass on the planet, creating an office of the president-elect, which does not exist. It's not an official office. What? Fucking brain matter did he fry to come up with that idea? <laughs> Whatever he smoked, I don't want to say give me some, but you know, uh, yeah, yeah, it's like, uh, of course, of course, hmm. Right. Of course, George, this is the same guy that said, oh, let's try and use the Logan Act to get rid of uh, Michael Flynn, General Flynn. That's Joe Biden. Well, you mentioned the Logan Act, and uh, before I go to this uh, clip here, uh, it uh, would it would be it would be important to 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 tell you what the Logan Act is, folks, because you know we hear it mentioned, but do we really know what the Logan Act is? Well, the Logan Act is a United States federal law that criminalizes negotiation by unauthorized American citizens with foreign governments 
having a dispute with the United States. The intent behind the act is to prevent unauthorized negotiations from undermining the government's position. If anyone is guilty of violating the Logan Act, it would be people like John Kerry, Hillary Clinton, and countless other Democrats who have talked with foreign governments where they had no no uh, authority to do so because they had they were not in a, they, they they were not authorized to do such. So that's something to keep in mind. All right. Switching sw- switching gears here for just a moment. Well, Minneapolis is still suffering the consequences of the 2020 unrest. And uh, let me put this clip on and, and you'll, you'll find out, you'll see what, we're talk- what I'm talking about here in just a moment. That is, if it ever opens up. Here we go. After a year riddled with shutdowns and national unrest, the city of Minneapolis is now suffering immediate consequences. One America Shane Althaus has this report. Six months after the death of George Floyd, the city of Minneapolis continues to feel the effects of large-scale unrest. There is still a memorial at the location of George Floyd's death, a memorial which is peaceful by day, but at night it has become a hot zone for violent crime. Following widespread protests over the summer, the Minneapolis PD has seen many officers leave the force, some just entering early retirement, others filing disability claims for PTSD they suffered responding to the riots. The departure of officers there is nearly twice the normal rate, and making matters worse, Minneapolis Police Chief Madaria Arredondo says forces are being spread so thin that the department has had to cut different community outreach and specialty programs. Minneapolis Police Union President Bob Kroll says keeping officers on the force has become more difficult as the job has become more dangerous, especially with increased public scrutiny. So you've got mass people leaving. Um, they don't feel supported by the politicians. They're going to other agencies. With difficulties mounting for the department, violent crime has reached a five-year high, with more than 5,000 violent crimes taking place in the city since January. So far, there have been 76 victims of homicide in Minneapolis just this year, well beyond the 20-year high of 57 recorded in 2006. Many of the victims of these shootings have been children. In September, three high schoolers from the same school district in Minneapolis were shot and killed. And just last month, a nine-year-old boy was shot outside of his house when he was helping his dad bring in groceries from the car. He was helping take bags in the house, grocery bags in the house, and heard a popping sound and he got to the porch and failed. Luckily, the boy's father, Keith McGee, says his fourth grade son has been doing well with recovery though McGee is still struggling to understand why or how his son became the victim of a random shooting. However, Minneapolis is not alone. Unrest nationwide has affected other cities in the same exact way. This year in Chicago, nearly 700 people have been victims of homicide. And in New York, the city has experienced a 166% increase in violent crime as well. With this and widespread rioting, property damage is skyrocketing leaving businesses already struggling from pandemic shutdowns left with mountains of debt and repair costs, which is driving many to close up shop for good. In Minneapolis, the typical repair cost for a business is between $35,000 and $100,000, 
with layers of bureaucratic red tape only keeping them from beginning the long journey to rehab and make the necessary repairs. At this current rate and with many factors to consider, 2020 is shaping up to be the most destructive year for the city of Minneapolis and other major cities nationwide. Shane Althaus, One America News. Now, the shocking, the shocking part of this is, you know, the Democrats, you know, still want to defund the police and all this other stuff. What you just heard is a stark reminder that what happened throughout this pet, throughout this uh, this year is a cold and stark reminder of just how bad things have gotten because the Democrats refuse to, still to this day, denounce the violence, the 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 looting and the and the rioting and all that that was done by Antifa and BLM. So here we go again, folks, a reminder of just how bad this situation is. And it's not going to get any better, not anytime soon. All right. Gunslinger, let me start with you on this. Well, you know, you just you just heard it right there. You know, all these the crime and the violence and all this, and it, it it's all the Democrats' fault. I don't see Republicans out there doing this. I don't see conservatives going out there and doing this, and you know, killing people and setting things on fire and destroying different things, and I mean, it's, it's beating up people. I mean, it's just. I don't see that that going on. It's this these Democrats is what I'm saying. They're an entire breed by themselves. Okay, they're stupid. They're they're, I guess they're control freaks. Even the ones that are doing the rats, they want to take control of things. They want they want it their way. It's their way or the highway. Well, sorry, not in this country. No, <laughs> uh, think again, there, idiot. Um, that's why we have laws in this country. Sure, you can protest, protest all you want to, as long as it remains peaceful. Okay, and depending on what subject with them, with these people, this guy got shot what six, seven months ago, and it's still going on. I think they're running out of gas now, finally. <laughs> but over something that, yeah, should have never have happened. Okay, true, but it's no reason to get rid of the police. If we got rid of the police, guess what? It's the wild, wild west days again, buddy. Better get you a pistol and a horse because you're going to need it. Go ahead. <laughs> well, you would need it. Too true and touche. And you're right, Gun. I agree with you. You know, it would be the wild, wild west all over again. And this is the kind of thing that the Democrats don't want to uh, talk about or, or even denounce is happening in our in our country. They're more concerned about trying to steal this election. They're more concerned about trying to destroy this president than dealing with reality. Of course, then again, Democrats don't live in reality. They live in a fantasy world. And that's pretty bad. Mike? 
Yeah, I mean, the problem is, is they've always lived in a fantasy world. I mean, look. Oh, we want we want uh, solar energy, and we want this, and we want that, and and we want all this high high end stuff. But the problem is, is how are you gonna get there? You know, how are you gonna get there? That's that's and that's they never can explain how they're gonna get to these to these places. You know. And the fact of the matter is, is they never, they never will be able to explain it. So, uh, and and the problem with with that is that, the, and in some cases, in some cases, they don't want to explain it in terms of the uh, the the voter fraud. You know, oh, how do you? Get these machines to do this and that, and and do and how did you how did you get these corrupt officials to do this and that and this and that? Well, yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't remember my mind in a blender is jello. To quote, uh, to quote one of those Perry songs, one of those Russell Limbaugh. Uh, Paul Shanklin parody songs, you know. That's that's how they believe. That's what they believe. Every every time they've been called on the carpet for doing some of this shit, what have they done? You know, what have the Democrats done? Hillary Clinton. What difference at this point does it make? You know, uh, even going back to Hillary Clinton with the Ross Law Firm stuff. Oh, I don't remember. I don't recall. I don't remember. I don't recall. You know, I mean, that's what they do. That's how they operate. You know, back to you, George. Well, I'll tell you something, Mike. It's uh, it's 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 a recurring theme for the Democrats. It really is. It's a recurring theme that doesn't seem to make much sense, or 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 even has any. Uh, any kind of rationale to it. Uh, by the way, a comment that uh, Cherokee Rose made in the in the Mixler, uh, not Mixler, in the uh, on Periscope TV, where she is watching this broadcast. In regards to uh, Republicans, uh, I believe this was during uh, the the uh, during the mention of uh, Judge Matthew William Brand and his uh, ruling. Or then again, I may be wrong, but you know, her comment is, I I couldn't agree more with this comment. And some of the rhinos, Republicans in name only, folks, that's what rhino stands for, are just as bad as the Dems. And I agree with her 100%. Republicans in name only are just as bad, just as uh misguided as the Democrats. And personally, I think it's time for the Republican National Committee to root out all of these uh, rhino Republicans and tell them, look, if you're going to continue to side with the Democrats ad infinitum, then maybe it's time you changed your party. 
because what you're doing is undermining what, what this party stands for, which is working for the American people, not against them. And sadly, when you have a rhino Republican that's willing to work with Democrats on a fairly regular basis, they're doing the constituency of their, of their districts a huge disservice. Now, I've got something here uh, regarding Republicans, by the way. Uh, this comes from the, uh, uh, from the RNC chair. Apparently, the GOP will continue investigations into election fraud. Now, the RNC is committed to the fight for election integrity in Michigan, with Chairwoman Rona McDaniel citing thousands of, inc- thousands of incidents of election fraud in the Wolverine state. Now, during a radio interview Sunday, McDaniel said Republican poll watchers were routinely prevented from overseeing ballot counts, which were later revealed to be incomplete. Another glaring issue she mentioned was that in Detroit, 71% of poll books contained inconsistencies where more ballots were received than the number of voters who were registered. These books record which voters are registered to vote at specific polling places or by absentee ballot. The interview came after McDaniel and the Michigan Republican Party sent a letter to the State Board of Canvassers Saturday demanding that the state perform an audit of ballots cast in Wayne County before the State Board of Electors moves to Circle was had, had participated in. So I'm going to put that audio clip in motion. Pay close attention to what this young lady says. I want to hear what you guys have to say about it. Here it goes. What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to Rocket Mortgage. We do not use advertising. This is on the clip. I have no control over it. Good morning, America. This is the Cats Roundtable. John Katzmatidis here Sunday morning. Well, it's been a few weeks since the election, and it's a few weeks away from the Electoral College. Which way is America going? Who's with us this morning is Rona McDaniel, and uh, she's a chairwoman of uh, of the uh, Republican National Committee. And uh, good morning, Rona. How are you? Good morning. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Well, Sunday morning, I'm having my uh, black cup of coffee. Uh, which way is our country going? Uh, give us your evaluation uh, of uh, where are we? Well, you know, we had an election and you have a canvas process and the certification process before electors are picked from every state. And you have that for a reason. And one of the things that we've seen at the Republican Party with 13,000 incident reports and over 400 affidavits from people who said, I wasn't allowed to meaningfully observe. I was kicked out of this polling location. We saw some irregularities here. So we are pursuing all of those and making sure that we hold to account 
uh, election integrity because everyone needs to have faith in the election process. And here's some of the things that we found. In Detroit, in Wayne County alone, 71% of the precincts don't align, which means the poll books say 100 ballots went out for absentee and 150 came back. How does that happen? How can you reconcile an election when 71% don't match in Detroit? Or Georgia, as we've done an audit, we found 6,000 votes that weren't counted on election day. So all of this is leading us to a place where we need to understand what happened with this election. Ultimately, it's going to be in the courts and at the states to decide. But from a party perspective, we need to run down every single irregularity and make sure we pursue it so it doesn't happen again and and see if it changes the course of this election. Uh, I agree with you 100 percent. I think the American people deserve the truth. Uh, And these allegations going on. Uh, with these new voting machines, the electronic ones. Look, I, 50 years ago, I started as a, progr- a computer programmer, and uh, there's allegations that these computers can be cooked. And I'll tell you, as a computer programmer, it's very easy to cook computers. Maybe we, we should look at going back to the old-fashioned way and the old-fashioned <laughs> machines, you know, machine by machine. But I think the American people deserve to know the truth and deserve to get an honest count. What say you? Yeah, I think it's it's shined a light on some of the problems we have with our elections that we all know. One, why don't we have voter ID? Why don't you have to show your ID to vote? That would solve a lot of problems. And then two, let's make sure we have machines and processes that are in place that we trust. And I think part of the issue with COVID is many of these states just changed their laws and upended their election system in the name of COVID, and it's created a lot of chaos. Look at New York right now. In New York City, only 60% of the ballots have been counted. And we're, what, two, three weeks away from the election? This is crazy. Um, And then you look at a state like Florida that had 95% of their state counted and in by 9 o'clock at night on election night. So we really do need an election overhaul. There's no reason why states should take two, three weeks to count their votes. This isn't good for our system, and it creates... Federal standards for a federal election. I mean, local elections, nobody cares who the door catcher is going to be. But for federal elections that that control the country's future, shouldn't there be some standards? I mean, for instance, in Nevada, they independently just mailed out a few million uh, ballots. Yeah, and they changed their settings on their machines to be less able to um, recognize if a signature didn't match. And we sued about that. The RNC sued on that prior to the election. We lost uh, because it was done by the legislature. But there are safeguards that should be standard. We should know who's voting. Listen, everyone should want legal voters to vote. But we also need to make sure that our elections are not so porous and wrought with, you know, insufficiencies that allow bad ballots to get in or people to vote who shouldn't be. And I think that's the biggest issue we're seeing with this election. States that really lowered their standards that didn't care about signature matching, that didn't care about voter ID laws, that ignore things that per, that put safeguards in place to protect the election. And we have to get back to higher standards. I don't know if I agree federally if that should be the case because I don't know if I trust the federal government. To, I like it at the state level, um, but I certainly think guidelines can be put in place. And I don't know why Democrats have gotten along with so long with saying that we shouldn't have voter ID. People should have to show an ID to vote. We should. We have to do it to get into a federal building, on an airplane. Most of this country, we need to be able to show that. We should know that you are a legal U.S. citizen, able to vote and cast a ballot in the area that you are doing so. 
I agree with you 110% uh, that uh, you can't just create standards that are, that are so loose that you're going to have problems where nobody's going to believe how the election results are really, what really is the truth. Uh, what else? Were, you know, we got a minute or two left. What else would you like to tell the American people? Well, what I would say is this has been a historic election for Republicans and Democrats were repudiated. Everyone expected this blue wave. The pollsters were so wrong. President Trump got 10 million more votes than he did in 2016. We kept 50 seats in the Senate. The Democrats have 48 right now. We've gained 12 House seats. We kept every state legislature and actually picked up some, picked up some governorships, despite the huge amount of money that came in for Democrats, many of our candidates being spent outspent by 40 $30 million. So what we learned from this election is that people want checks and balances and they do not want socialism and they want democracy and freedom. And that's why Republicans won across the board. And now we're still fighting to figure out what happened in this presidential election and pursue, um, you know, every single irregularity to make sure that it's free and fair. This is uh, the week of the Kennedy assassination and the American people still don't believe the truth about who killed John Kennedy. I think the American people deserve the truth and they deserve to know uh, which way our country is going and have faith in it and have faith in the Justice Department. Uh, Rona McDaniel, uh, have a happy Thanksgiving. God bless America. And we'll catch up again real soon. Happy Thanksgiving. God bless America. Thank you. All right, guys. You heard what what Miss McDaniel said. Mike, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts? Agreed. We deserve. We've had enough, and we deserve to know who who it is. You know, and we deserve to know everything about Joe Biden and everything about well. We know basically everything about Trump. It's it's out there. We don't know everything about Joe Biden. We don't know, well, you know, some stuff. We know enough to say, well, he's dirty. But I, I guarantee you, if we knew everything about the man, I mean, he shouldn't. Let alone, let alone what the what the Democrats and his wife and family have done to the man. You know, the guy is not all there, and he hadn't been all there for a while. I mean, you can make an argument about him being all there when he when he was in the meeting suggesting the uh, Logan Act going against Mike Flynn. You know, but that's that's in the past well it shouldn't be in the past but it's in the past right now this guy is not all there and we deserve to know whether or not you know how long he's been that way and 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 just who's going to be running his his alleged administration you know fuck him saying oh the office of the president or whatever it is that he cre- he created out of whole cloth, you know. That's just the ramblings of a guy 
if if he was all that confident that he won, he wouldn't have created this office. You know, that's lack of confidence. That that's definitely lack of confidence that you know that things are going to eventually come out his way to the point of him actually getting into the office and staying in a long-term basis, which I don't, him being long-term president is not in a Democrat's plan. I don't think. So back to you, George. All right, Gunslinger, based on what you heard from that clip, your thoughts. Well, you know, the clip is true. I mean, everything should be exposed about this, this, you know, Sleepy Joe, especially his mental capacity. I've said this a zillion times. You have to be mentally fit to be in that position. Now, you don't necessarily have to be physically fit. Look at the look at the governor here in Texas. He's in a wheelchair. Okay, a tree fell on him. How unlucky can you get? A fucking tree fell on him. <laughs> Terrible. But he's in a wheelchair, but he's not. He's mentally fit to do that office. Just like President Trump is, well, he's physically and mentally fit. Joe Biden is not. We've seen what he's done. I'm not going to go into detail again. We we all know what he, what he is and what he can't do. Can't remember where he is and, and married to his sister and he likes to sniff little girls' hair and grab their titties and all that shit. Okay. But compared to Trump, there's no comparison. So, yeah, they should all be out in the front. You know, like I said, if the, the American people, surely the ones that voted for Trump, and he, they said, well, he got 10 million more votes than he did in 2016, can see through the skullduggery that Joe Biden has done. So it's got to be voter fraud. There is no other logical explanation. Dominion software, all this shit's coming up now. I mean, the pile of evidence is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Every day, something new comes out, basically. So, yeah, I agree. Go ahead. George? Uh, Let me try that again. (laughs) Everything that she said regarding the investigation into the uh, election fraud, okay, that has to happen. The people have a right to know what's going on. And we do have a right to know what's going on. Why is it taking so long for New York to uh, count votes? It's it is uh, the end of it's coming. It's around the end of November. Election day was on the third of November. Why is it taking so fucking long? Are they trying to cheat there too? Is that why it's taking so long? I suspect that to be a possibility. Or is it just me?
Probably not you. I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Hiding something. You know they are. You know what they're hiding from. Well, George, you got to understand, if, if there's a liberal, if there's a Democrat or a liberal listening to your show, he's going to say, it is just you, George Sensor. You know, even though in their minds, they know it's not the truth, that's what they're going to say, you know. And, uh, you know, these guys just don't get it. They, they, they'll... Win at any cost or try and win at any cost. And if that any cost is cheating to win, well, you know what the you know what they say. If it ain't if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And obviously they're trying. You know. Well there's an old saying that I grew up listening to. I'm sure you guys did too. Cheaters never prosper. Okay? Something to something to, to think about. Well, here we go. Here's something that, that should warm the cockles of your heart. Not. According to uh, an out, uh, uh, try again, George. <laughs> Excuse me. According to One American News Network, the Chinese Chinese government spending is the Chinese government is spending millions on ads in U.S. newspapers. Now check this out. I was not aware of this. The Chinese Communist Party, or CCP, is spending millions on ad space to spread pro-China messages across the United States. The U.S. Department of Justice reported that in just the last four years, Beijing has spent nearly $19 million in an attempt to push pro-China narratives within the country. The payments have been on behalf of Beijing-controlled China Daily Newspaper which is an English language publication produced by the CCP that has paid millions of dollars just this year. Publications like the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, and Los Angeles Times have received these payments for running pro-China ads on their websites and printed publications. The paid advertisements are designed to look like real news articles while often containing a pro-Beijing twist on contemporary news events. China Daily is controlled by the Communist Party's state propaganda agency. For years, it has paid newspapers and magazines in the United States to publish communist-curated information. In response to criticism over publication agreements with China Daily, several newspapers have begun to cut ties with the Chinese newspaper. The New York Times began steadily removing China Daily advertisements from their website back in August. Twitter and Facebook have responded by limiting ad space by Chinese-based firms and removing accounts, which they say are controlled directly by the Chinese government. All right, guys. Who wants to take that take take the comment on this first? 
Well, you know that that, that uh, all this advertisement is, is uh, sponsored by China of all places is going to go up exponentially because they're trying to do damage control. Where do you think uh, the uh, little bug came from? You know, the China bug, China syndrome. Okay, <laughs> came from China. They're not going to be they're not going to be running their fucking ads over there with the people of China because hell they're under a dictatorship. They can run anything they want to. They can shoot them some bitches anytime they want to, or lock them up, or weld them in. So they're it's a dictatorship. Well, so why do you think they're trying to do the damage control? I bet you they're probably doing ads in other countries too. What do you What do you think? Go ahead. Well, hey, I can't argue. With, can't argue with that. Well, I'll put this to you guys. I mean, well, well, go ahead, Mike. I thought you were done. But, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't argue with it. And, and furthermore, I mean, that newspaper that China, you mentioned China Daily, you know, doesn't surprise me that they have something like that. I mean, I mean, during the height of the Cold War, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they had, if they had like the Soviet Daily or whatever, you know, newspaper, you know, I mean, remember, uh, what was going back in history? And I know Democrats don't like that to hear that, you know, history. But going back in history, what was the general thing about the McCarthy, Joseph McCarthy? He was talking. He was always talking about. Well, uh, him and a few other, and him and some Democrats were talking about. Well, we have communists in the government. Well, the more things change, the more things things stay the same. Most of these new breed of, most of these new breed of uh, Democrats are what AOC, Ilhan Omar, uh, you know, all are or at least socialist bordering on communist, right? So, you know, if they can, if if China can use that paper to influence the young skulls full of mush, then more, I don't want to say more power to them, but that's, that's, that's what they're thinking, more power to us, you know, because they're influencing people. Now, yeah, it looks like advertisements, but it's propaganda, you know. That's what that paper is. It's propaganda. Back to you, George. Right, and that's basically what what it is. It is designed by definition to uh, to influence American thinking. in the hopes that they could influence American thinking enough where people will be like, oh, well, we can go, we can do business with China again. They won't hurt us. But they're forgetting one very important and very obvious fact. They're forgetting that the virus that got out of the Wuhan lab 
and is now in the hands of the Chinese military through the CCP and can be weaponized at any time, people are not trusting China the way they the way China thinks they should be trusted. People don't trust them at all. Not one tiny iota. That should be a lesson to China. I wouldn't count them completely out of attempts like this. No. Los Angeles County is suspending dining at restaurants effective Thanksgiving evening. Check this out. And by the way, folks, for all of you who were hoping to have loved ones, oh, excuse me, loved ones joining you at the supper table Thanksgiving, and in many places we're told, you can't do that. No more than six people allowed. And all that other maybe bullshit. Well, check this out. Los Angeles County is the largest area to enforce extreme COVID-19 restrictions ahead of the Thanksgiving holiday. On Sunday evening, California public health officials announced a county-wide suspension to indoor and outdoor dining. They cited an increase in coronavirus cases in the state for the reason. Dining at restaurants, bars, wineries, and breweries will be restricted effective Wednesday, November 25th. However, it may not stop there. Health officials warn if numbers worsen, additional orders will be enforced. Restaurant owners have said this decision will ultimately do more harm than good for businesses overall. The latest move by California officials after Governor Gavin Newsom implemented a statewide curfew, shutting down non-essential gatherings and activities until late December. Meanwhile, local authorities have clarified the move appears to be symbolic, as many law enforcement agencies are refusing to comply with the enforcement. Captain Edward Ramirez of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department said, our goal is not to arrest folks. Our goal is not to use criminal law to enforce these things. In terms, excuse me, in terms of enforcement, I can tell you that sheriff deputies are not going to be out in out on foot, or they are not going to be out in their vehicles looking for people. Until further notice, businesses will only be permitted to provide takeout, drive-through, and delivery services. Oh, boy. Gentlemen, this is fucking insane. And this comes <laughs> on the heels of Newsom's latest 
issues <clears throat> limiting stay at, with limited stay-at-home order. So, all right. Mike, let me start with you on this. Well, of course, Newsom is a Democrat, and Democrats are all for bullshit. And by the way, that particular guy is from California, so of course they're full of it. And and apparently the sheriffs got the right idea. These law enforcers got the right idea. We're not going to enforce these idiotic rules about Thanksgiving. We're just we're not gonna go and look inside your house or whatever. Uh, and look in the window and see if you have more than 10 people or what, you know, we're not going to do that. And that's, that's good. That's a good thing. And, and frankly, I, you gotta apply the shit. They got better things to do than to do, to enforce these idiotic rules and put people in jail for having their family come over and eat the turkey dinner, you know, turkey dinner and lunch, whatever you want to call it, you know, I mean, you're going to get, you're going to go off and spend however much it is to get the 15 pound turkey and all the trimmings and cook it up and do all this stuff and not have your family come by. Screw you. Screw you, uh, uh, brother, uh, Governor uh, Newsom. Screw you. And apparently they're trying to screw him because I understand they're still trying to recall him or whatever. But uh, screw you, Newsom. Screw you. I mean, uh, apparently, I mean, I, I assume that that something like this is going to, is going to be tried by your much, quote, esteemed governor, end quote, uh, his heininess, uh, uh, Cuomo there. I assume he's going to try something like that, or he, or he has tried something like that. So, is, and granted, he, he's a Democrat, uh, Newsom's a Democrat, and you can basically expect Democrats to follow each other off the cliff like a lemming, you know. Back to you, George. Well, I'll tell you what. What's happening here in New York, unfortunately, is I haven't seen a lot of... I haven't seen anything in the way of, of an order... As far as what happens here in the state of New York come th for Thanksgiving, <coughs> just because I haven't seen it, <coughs> excuse me, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Now, I will look this up, see if there is such an order, but I know right now my family is not getting together for Thanksgiving. Thus, the reason why I'll be spending Thanksgiving all by myself. So, 
because the family's not getting together, because of COVID, you know, everybody's letting that fear of COVID just make decisions for them. Okay, I understand you're you're scared. But if you're listening to the to the Democrats, of course you're going to be scared. If you're listening to the liberal media at large, of course you're going to be scared. Did we do this when the H1N1 swine flu hit us? No. Did we do this? Do we do this with just the flu? No. Thing is, Democrats are using this this pandemic as an excuse to shut everything down, to fuck our economy, and then blame it on Trump because he didn't act fast enough, as they, as they put it. So believe me when I tell you, if the, if the state of New York is doing something stupid, like you can only have no more than no more than six people, ten people in in your house for Thanksgiving, okay. I know there are families in New York State that have more than six in a family household. You know, big families. So what are the, so it, let's say the number is six people. But the household is a family of seven. Okay? Now think about this, guys. A family of seven people. What are you supposed to do? Turn around and take that take one person and throw them out in the street and say, you're on your own. Happy Thanksgiving. Clunk. Goes the door. These draconian measures don't do anything but create more problems. All right? In the United States, okay, right now, as a result of lockdowns, all right, there are, there has been a spike, a rise in uh a rise in the number of suicides. Okay? There's been a, a, a very steady rise in the number of suicides in this country. All right? There has been a rise in the number of Domestic violence cases, an exponential rise in domestic violence cases in America with these associated with the lockdowns. So, when you talk about the rise, the exponential rise in, in cases of domestic violence, when you talk about the exponential rise in... Um, in um, suicide, in the suicide rate. And that's nationwide. That's not just in one or two states. This is on a nationwide level, what I'm talking about here. You're kind of caught between a rock and a hard place. <clears throat> so now comes the, 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 the ultimate disaster here, all right? 
these governors, these Democrat governors, want to lock down their states again. Some say for three weeks, some say for, for a month. You lock down a, a state for even just two weeks, again, you're going to hurt businesses that just reopened and have been making a good go of things, even during this pandemic. You're going to reverse course, have everybody get, have the, have the bus driver of the bus slam the, the sl grind the gears into reverse and throw the bus in reverse. Now think about this, guys. Think about this. This is what the this is the reality here. These are Democrat governors doing stupid shit, not thinking. They're not even paying attention to the science. They're ignoring science blatantly. The very things that they accuse the president of doing, they're doing themselves. So it's don't do as I do, do as I command you. If the royal governor of New York decides he wants to implement something like that, or if he has done that, then it's up to the people of the state of New York to, to stand up and say, fuck you, Cuomo. I've got family that wants to get together for Thanksgiving. And we're going to get together. And we're a big family. There have been governors spotted in outdoor dining situations when they're not eating they're, they're, they say if you're not eating anything put a mask on okay well this one governor didn't have a he, he wasn't eating at the time he had food in front of him but he wasn't touching a single thing on his plate and he got confronted and because he got confronted on a video he immediately put a mask on because he didn't want to get made out to be a liar or someone saying that it, the rules apply to everyone else, but not him. Well, too late for that one. So, fellas, I'm asking you, bottom line here, we're coming up on Thanksgiving, okay? And with, there are families with large numbers that want to get together but can't because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Because we're told we can't get together with more than an XYZ number of people in a single household. And you want to you hear something really fucked up? I made the appointment today to meet with the uh, surgeon for my gallbladder surgery. And the same question I got asked at the hospital, the same thing I get, I, I'm constantly asked with every medical appointment is, have I had any contact with someone with COVID-19? Basically, they're asking if I had contact with someone I know that's positive for COVID. The only time I walk out of my house is to go dump the garbage in the dumpster, go to the store, or just get out of the house and get a breath of fresh air. The only, the only person I've had any real contact with, and this is without a mask on, mind you, because all I did was go downstairs, and that's my downstairs neighbor. 
And she's a real sweet lady. She really is. She's a very nice person. And last Tuesday on November 17th, I got told I am, I, I have, I, <clears throat> boy, I'm doing good today, talking-wise. Sheesh. <laughs> you know, I, I don't mind having a little bit of a stammer now and then, you know, tripping over my own tongue or having my eye teeth blocked so I can't see what I'm saying. But this is getting a bit ridiculous. Okay. Now I'm going to show you folks something. Okay. And, uh, of course, it would help if I actually opened it up. Because uh, I do have this. This is from my my hospital discharge paperwork. I decided to scan it. I, of course, smudged out certain pieces of information. Uh, as far as my date of birth, I don't give it. I don't care if people know what that is because it's my birthday. Big deal. <clears throat> now. And, of course, I have to make certain adjustments here. And, of course, everything is going to be screwball. Okay. There. All right. <clears throat> now, I want everybody that's watching on the video platforms to take a look at this. This is from my discharge paperwork. Okay. And I mentioned this last week, but I want you to see that this is what it is. Now, as I said, certain items have been smudged out, you know, for privacy reasons. Plus, it's information that you're not going to be able to use anyway, so there goes that. But now, I want you to, <coughs> excuse me, I'm having a tough time keeping my throat clear now. Okay, this was from a rapid... COVID-19 test, all right? And it says right here, negative results should be treated as presumptive and if consistent with clinical signs and symptoms or necessary for patient management, should be tested with an alternative molecular assay, whatever the fuck that is. Negative results do not preclude SARS-CoV-2 infection and should not be used as the sole basis for patient management decisions. Negative results should be considered in the context of a patient's recent exposures, history, presence of clinical signs and symptoms consistent with COVID-19. <clears throat> now, I received a negative my, result, my test results for COVID are negative. I do not have any symptoms. I do not have any, uh, I'm not asymptomatic, thankfully. And so I am COVID clear. So to, to put it uh, mildly. Now, I have not been tested for COVID until the 17th of November. 
When did this whole thing start in this country? Back in what, March? Guys? Anyone care to answer that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, from, <clears throat> now let's see. Let's see. April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. That's what, eight months? Eight months. Mm -hmm. That I've been going shopping. Having contact with multiple people, some in, in some cases not wearing any mask at all. Now, bear in mind, people with breathing issues are, according to the CDC, do not have to wear them. But some establishments will force them to wear a mask or tell them they cannot shop in their establishment, which I think is extreme and, and, and very unfair. So here we have. Eight months that I did not at any time get tested until the 17th of November. If I was going to be positive for COVID, it would have come up. And that rapid test, they take the swab, they insert it into, into a nostril, they, they swirl it around 10 times. I figured they'd be going in pretty deep, you know. But they don't have to go that deep. I found this out. So they, they spin they twirl it in your no, your nostril in one nostril ten times. Then they, they turn around and they use the other end of the swab and do the same in the other nostril. Spin, rotating it ten times in the nostril. They put it into the container, close it, label it. Off to the lab it goes, and in about an hour, you're told whether you're COVID positive or COVID negative. Thankfully, I'm COVID negative. And that's after eight fucking months with COVID-19 being around. And I'm in the high-risk category, by the way. Age, weight, the fact that I have high blood pressure, diabetes... Wow. And my doctor said I didn't have to be tested when I wanted to be tested at the time. So there, there's that. So now all of this stuff with the governors wanting us to social distance, no gatherings bigger than XYZ number, blah, blah, blah. I really think they're blowing it way out of proportion. I really do. I'm hearing crickets. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what can you say? It has, I mean, I, I just recently saw my... Um, GP, my general practitioner, you know, my yearly update, uh, six-month update, whatever. And I, I, I flat out asked him. I flat out told him, and he agreed with me. I said, hey, the virus is real, but most of the stuff around it 
It's bullshit. You know? And he agreed with me. And furthermore, what he said to me, and this is a doctor talking to me, this is my doctor. What he said to me is, he said, he brought up a very good point. There are, he's seen, he's seen down here in Louisiana where a woman, a couple will come in, the man has it, the woman doesn't. Now, and they, they're, they're in there with each other all the time. Now, and he also said this to me about, um, about, and this is maybe doctors speaking out of turn or whatever, but there could be a genetic, a, a genetic thing to why some people get it and some people don't. Not just with the virus, but with the person themselves. That and this is this is him talking, but really we just don't know that yet. We don't know it yet, but. But that's what he said. He basically agreed with me about it, you know, being bull, uh, a lot of the stuff around the virus being bullshit. You can't trust some of this stuff. And, and to add to add more bullshit to the bullshit that's already out there with these, one, stay-at-home orders, and two, these, oh, you can't have a whole family. Now, what happens if you got, you know, an older family, you know, an older couple that had, that at one point had four children and each child gets married and that each child has two children apiece. And they want to come over for Thanksgiving. You know, that's a problem. Yeah, because you're talking to parents you know? plus their two children. That's four, yep. that's four individuals. Each yep. couple. So you got one couple yep. that's got two children, another couple that's got two children. That's four, a family of four each. So there's eight people right there, and then you got to factor in mother and father of the, uh, of the for the wife, mother and father if they're still living yep. of the of the father of these two children each. Okay, mm-hmm. we're talking the in laws now. Mm-hmm. Now there's four more people. If they're all still, if, if all are alive, and assuming mm-hmm. that to be the case, now you've got eight. You you got four, eight, twelve people, right there, not counting mom and dad at home, depending on which one you're going That's to see. Right. Okay. Uh, well, wait a minute. They, they would be in-laws to either the father or the mother. And in either case, you're talking about 4, 8, 12. All right, you're talking about 12 people. Let's say round it off to, a, to that number. Now, if you're in a state controlled by a Democrat, oh, excuse me. I had a couple of bologna sandwiches while I've been on the air tonight. That's why I've been off camera, uh, folks, because I was... My stomach was grumbling, and now I've got gas. But better it's going up than down. <laughs> if it went down, boy, you'd hear it a mile away, I guarantee it, especially with this microphone cranking the way it is. But anyway, I, that's, I digress, and we'll just push that way, way out of the way. So now you're talking about 12 people. 
But let's say you live, like I said, in a in a state where the governor of that state has de- has decreed that you can only have a total of six people. Well, wait a minute. Six members of my family won't be able to come over because you say they can't? Fuck you. They're coming over. Yep. But, and, and I'm I'm not trying to speak badly of my family, but unfortunately, I think they're they're letting their fears dictate their actions when it comes to getting together for uh, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. which I think is sad. And I think anyone who 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 decides to cancel Thanksgiving plans with the family is really you know letting their fears dictate their actions. And if they're doing it because the governor said so in their state, well, then they're being morons. Because now you're letting, you're letting a governor tell you how to run your life. Or, 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 or what? I mean, Gunslinger, what, what is it going to take to wake people up to the reality that you know, there are some things, you know, we have no control over. But we can't live our lives in constant fear the way these Democrats want us to do. Well, you know, like you, like you said, you can't live in a prison cell, okay? Um, it's not going to work. I was uh, looking at a story, I think it was ABC News or one of them, said that there are, it's even people in nursing homes are not dying from COVID, they're dying from isolationism, okay? You cannot isolate people, okay, like that. People are animals. They like to be around other animals, other people, other humans, okay? Just like the social interactions of, of cattle and sheep and goats and chickens and all them other animals out there, okay? They like to be around each other, okay? And you put them out in in isolation, pretty soon they're going to be dropping dead like chickens, okay? They're going to be dropping dead. And that's exactly what's happening in these nursing homes. Well, they can't Thanksgiving. They can't do this. They can't touch. They can't get, you know, even a hug or whatever. Come on. I don't, I don't see a good answer to this because I don't think there is, really. Uh, you're going to tell these people, oh, you're not going to uh, have your own family over for, um, for Thanksgiving? <laughs> yeah, right. But yet these mayors and these governors have been seen out in public at these, you know, fancy restaurants and everything. Like there's nothing going on. Look at Pig Losey. Went to get her fucking hair cut. In strict defiance of what she of she said, okay. There's pictures. I mean, that's not that's not making a shit of these governors and these mayors and shit openly out in fucking fancy restaurants with you know, fifteen hundred people around. Not a fucking one of them wearing a goddamn mask or anything. So uh, as the old saying goes, "What's up, Doc?" Okay, <laughs> there's something rotten in Denmark. I've never been to Denmark. Okay. So the numbers don't match. The numbers are, they're just going all over the board. I mean, I've said it before, back in 2010, with that N1H1, whatever it was, 
60 million people were infected in the United States alone. 60 million. I think, what is the, what is the total now? Uh, eight, nine, ten million, something like that, somewhere in there, somewhere in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a damn far cry from 60. It's a damn far cry from 60 million. Yeah, this bug is more a little bit more aggressive than your common flu and all of that. But I think the flu kills 200-something thousand people a year. Okay. Yeah, it's more aggressive. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll hand it that. But the numbers, they are just exploding them. I mean... Now, uh, you seen the stuff when the, it's already on the fucking Facebook and shit. Fucking shelves are bare of fucking toilet paper now. Yeah, that and that. I'm oh, glad man. you said something about that gun. I wait till you're done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you got to be kidding me. We're we going through this shit again. Food intended. Okay. I mean, are we going to start having to grow toilet paper out in the fucking backyard and start harvesting our goddamn trees and processing them to turn it into toilet paper in our old backyard or something? Uh, paper towels, uh, um, you know, uh, hand sanitizer, all this shit's going like hotcakes now. I mean, goddamn, what are we going to uh, Thanksgiving is, what, Thursday? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, this will be the end of November. So Christmas, ooh, Christmas is coming up. Gee whiz. What are we going to do? Be like the Grinch that stole Christmas and cancel Christmas? <laughs> Go ahead. Well, knowing the Democrats, they probably will. <clears throat> and if they try that, the people of this country will they will explode with anger. Their own, their own constituents will be like, fuck you, you dickhead. We're not canceling shit because you say so? Fuck that. No, they they're not gonna put up with that. Now, let me let me let me let me see here. <clears throat> Excuse me. See, one of the problems, Gunslinger, one of the problems of this of this situation is look at the number of people who died from H one N one. And look, bless you. Well, uh, you're, I can see that you're allergic to bullshit when it comes to hearing about Democrats. So there you go. Yes, folks, he has an allergy to Democrat bullshit. No doubt in my mind now. See, wait a minute. That's why I had a sneezing fit just before I went on the air tonight. I'm allergic to Democrat bullshit. Wow. A new allergy. Next time I, next time they ask me, do you have any allergies? I can tell them pollen, dust, and Democrat lies. <laughs> There's, there you go, gun. Tell that one to your doctor next time you see him. Uh, just want to verify, there, uh, sir. You have all, you, your allergies are A, B, C, D, and you'll go. Yep, I got a new one too. L- listening to Democrat bullshit. Uh, but anyway, 
<laughs> Sorry, folks. I had I had to throw that in there. Um, but let's face the reality. Okay, let's face the reality, folks. Right now, we are being lied to by the Democrats ad infinitum about the election, about COVID. They're the ones who aren't paying attention to the science. They're the ones who are arbitrarily deciding to cancel Thanksgiving. Well, motherfuckers, if you try canceling Christmas, you're going to have a revolt on your hands the size of the entire country. And I guarantee every single America-loving human being in this country is going to turn around, come knocking on your door and say, motherfucker, if you want to cancel Christmas in your household, you go right ahead. But we, the people, are not canceling shit because you say so. So up yours, fuck you, and sayonara, sucker. We're voting your dumb ass out next election. See ya. Because that would be the last straw, Gunslinger. I mean, seriously, that would be the last straw. Well, I think it's I think it's already come down to the last straw. I mean, just the idea of these fucking people saying that. Well, you know, we're going to come in with a SWAT team or something because you got more than six people in your house for Thanksgiving. Really? You'd like to get shot like a turkey, don't you? Okay, you think the people could put up with that? Come on. I mean, I, I, like I said a while ago, I don't know if there is an answer. I don't think there is, okay? Because, like I said, you damned if you do, damned if you don't. You're not going to keep people away from it like this. You're just not going to do it. I mean, you'd have to lock up the entire population of the United States. <laughs> really? <laughs> Good luck on that one. Okay, I'd like to see you try, do, try doing that one. Uh, and then you will get an economic collapse because nothing will move in. So, I don't know. It's coming up in the air, isn't it? <laughs> well, as far as an economic collapse is concerned, and I've said this before and it bears repeating, as long as some form of commerce is still happening in this country, whether it's through the brick-and-mortar stores, uh, through online purchasing, uh the stock market moving up and down. The 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 only way we'll see a, 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 a economic collapse, as some folks have theorized, is simply put, the stock market would have to completely crash. I mean, go completely under. Okay, and because of the the global markets and everything. That's not likely to happen because it, it, for that to happen in this country, it would have to happen on a global scale. Okay. The other thing too, which you know a lot of people need to understand, is you know an economic a quote unquote economic collapse would not only affect us, as I said, it would affect every country around the globe. So it would be it would be a global collapse, not just not just a, a, a localized economic collapse in one country, because what happens in one country would affect every country. So I think you know when people say you know that an economic collapse is coming and all this other bullshit, they better they better really come to the realization that there's only one way that's going to happen. And that's the economy of every single country on earth would have to collapse at the same time. It would be a simultaneous collapse and nobody, 
Not even the elites would survive it. Every person would have, their bank accounts would be wiped out. <clears throat> their, any income that they had would be gone. Their jobs would be completely obliterated. Whatever property they own, well, you might still own it. But if you have a, uh, if you have a lease or any kind of lien on your property, kiss it goodbye. Because the, the mortgage lenders aren't going to give two shits about economic collapse. They're going to foreclose on houses, cars, so forth. They won't care. That's what an economic collapse will truly do to, to a country. And it's not just going to be America. It's going to be England. It's going to be Italy. It's going to be Germany. It's going to every country on this fucking planet will be affected through the stock market. If the stock market goes under, every country goes under. So all this chatter about and, and, and theorizing about an economic collapse right now is just theorizing, you know, speculation. And there's no, there, there is nothing to, to, that will, that there's nothing that I have seen that supports that kind of, uh, that kind of contention. Whether it's approaching to some or not, the facts speak for themselves. As long as the stock market is moving, economic collapse is not likely to happen. If the stock market crashes tomorrow, that means the stock market in every country crashes the same time. And every single country will be affected. It's a global collapse at that point. And I, I've said this before, and I stand by what I said. I don't see it happening. So everybody can speculate and theorize till the cows come home, but look at you have to look at the facts. If you're not looking at the facts, and I'm not and I'm not talking about some guy's website or some documentary on YouTube or, or or some speculation from some guy on YouTube. I I check the markets. I look at them daily. Why? Because I need to know what's happening on our financial front. And so far, nothing that I've seen supports any theory or contention of an economic collapse. And believe me, I do check. In fact, when I first wake up in the morning, the first thing I do before I take a piss or get a cup of coffee is I, I turn on my computer and I, and I set it up where I can monitor several different economic uh, loca economic stages at the same time from the futures markets up to when the markets open now most people don't don't do that but I do because I like to keep abreast of what's happening on our financial fronts in this country and how uh, countries abroad affect our financial markets because one country's financial market will affect another and another, and another, and it snowballs. So, for those of you who, who, are, who are speculative about an economic collapse, or are sitting there theorizing the, the possibility of one, I hope you're doing what I do, and that's daily looking at the markets, not just one day and then the rest of the year don't bother. I went before the internet. I was reading the financial markets in the newspapers. 
as a teenager. I started doing that when I was 13. Now just think about this. A 13-year-old reading the financial markets. A little strange, I'll grant you. But it was an, it was part of, a, of an ongoing education into the into economics. You learn and you watch and you learn more as you watch. And that's what I did. And that's what I've been doing for decades. And I will continue to do that. And if I see something that it doesn't look right, that's happening on a global scale, I'll tell you about it. But as of right now, this moment, I can tell you with certainty, 100% certainty, the global financial markets are not going to collapse anytime soon. As long as the stock exchange is moving up or down, as long as it's continuing to fluctuate up and down like a yo-yo, there's hope. The day comes when one market falls to the, falls to the ground, they're all going to start falling to the ground. And it doesn't happen where one country goes completely under on the financial stock markets and everybody else stays uh, afloat. A massive downturn would affect every market simultaneously, like I said. And that's something I've learned over the decades. And believe me, it didn't take rocket science to teach me this. I learned from a lot of really good people that know more about the stock exchange than I'll ever know in a lifetime. Well, Gunslinger, I hate to do this, but I'm going to call this a broadcast. You know why? Because it's 10 after 1 in the morning here in New York, and my body is sitting here going, Sleep, George Sinzer, sleep. Besides, I've got an early day on my hands tomorrow morning, and I really do got to get going. And if my voice starting to sound gravelly doesn't give you a hint, <laughs> trust me, nothing will. So, my friend, until the Tuesday night edition, where we'll do this all over again, thanks to Gunslinger and Mike, to Southern Sense Talk Radio, Cherokee Rose, and everybody listening and watching by archives. Now bear in mind, the Blog Talk Radio archive will be this broadcast, audio intact and all, with a modify with, with the talking points being uh, corrected for Blog Talk Radio at least. So this way that you hear it in one voice and not echoing or whatever. I'm going to listen to the archives of this broadcast and find out what the hell went wrong. <clears throat> but in the meantime, <laughs> y'all take care and we'll be back for the Tuesday night edition of Firefox News Online 
on the multiple broadcasting platforms used by the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Network. Y'all be good, and if you can't be good, be careful, and if you can't be careful, please, for the love of God, do not name it after me. That's all I ask. God, I can do that, but I get tongue-tied throughout the broadcast. What the hell? Take care, everybody. See you on the Tuesday edition. Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. Firefox News Online is a production of Firefox News Online Productions. Any rebroadcast, transcript, either in whole or in part, without the express written permission of Firefox News Online Productions and its owner, is expressly forbidden. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Send your comments to us by writing comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. Also, if you have any stories or topic ideas you'd like to share with us, send them to wereport at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's wereport at firefoxnewsonline.com. And be sure to check facebook.com slash ffnoibn. That's facebook.com slash ffnoibn. For the links to the live broadcasts of Firefox News Online on the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Network, be sure to use hashtag FFNOP, that's hashtag FFNOP, to trend this broadcast and all Firefox News Online broadcasts globally on social media. Thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next edition. So let it be written. So let it be done.